Welcome to the Human Theatre, a safe space teemed with an abundance of exploration about what it means to be a human in this world. Optimal health is your birthright and should not be a luxury. Knowing how your body works and understanding everything that relates to your human experience comes with the package. My name is Kelsey Buchholter, and I am here to dive deep into all things mental and physical health, longevity, nutrition, human consciousness, creativity, and more. Join me in normalizing the concept of what it means to be a human and the importance of being you. Enjoy the show. Hello humans, my name is Kelsey. I am a singer-songwriter, actor, dancer, nutrition advisor, health coach, and your host. And welcome to the 20th show housed in the Human Theatre. The other day, I received a very exciting message from a highly accomplished, extraordinarily talented and beautiful human who is now utilizing her life's experience to help others grow, succeed, and transition into their optimal states of being. And of course, I had to have her come on the show to pick her brain. Andrea Osvart is a multi-award winning European actress for about 25 years, with over 50 credits, starring opposite movie stars like Robert Redford, Brad Pitt, Heath Ledger, Clive Owen and J.K. Simmons. She has also produced feature films sold to Netflix and HBO. Andrea's mission is to educate actors about long-term success and career longevity through her method. I hope you guys are ready for an absolute treat of an episode. Before I get on to today's show, I'd like to remind you of your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product. Health and well-being are top priorities for myself, and as you will hear, for Andrea as well. Oxford HealthSpan are doing important work in bringing to the market high-quality, effective, bioavailable and science-backed botanical compounds that harness the body's innate ability to repair, renew and promote vigorous longevity and increased health span. I interviewed the founder, Leslie Kenny, on episode 6. I highly recommend you give it a listen if you haven't yet done so. So, when you enter K-E-L-S-E-Y, Kelsey, all in capitals, as the discount code at checkout, you will receive a 10% discount. And without further ado, here's my chat with the lovely Andrea Osvart. Andrea Osvart, welcome to the Human Theatre. Hello. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor. Thank you for reaching out. Otherwise, this would never have happened. So it's so cool to have you on. Um, so where are you currently in the world for our audience? I am currently in Budapest, which is my hometown in Hungary, which is in Central Europe. Amazing. So I think we should probably start with your backstory. And what has brought you to where you are today as a well-established actress, now coach? Right. <laughs> yes, uh, I've been in the industry for nearly 25 years now, which is also hard to say, but it's true. Um, and uh, I've worked as an actress, you know, in like three continents and many different countries on various languages. And I've I've accumulated so much experience that um, now I decided that I it's maybe high time to share it with uh, other actors. So um, my work includes um, feature films, series, TV series, uh, short movies, and I've also produced a few things as a producer, films that were sold to HBO and Netflix. Uh, I've lived in Italy for 10 years and also in LA, in Hollywood for three. So I think I've seen enough of how the system works here and there in America and in Europe, how they're different and, and what I've learned I would like to share. Amazing. That's so cool. Um, and from a young girl, I believe you always wanted to be 
an actress or you wanted to do something impactful. So I think the question is why acting? Yeah, this is my question actually. I used to ask <laughs> my coaches uh, that it is it is very important to be clear about why people choose to choose this profession and choose to be actors. So as far as I remember, I was six years old when I first had this thought of wanting to become an actress. But probably it overlaps because I I also wanted to do something impactful. And the reason is it could be also psychological, probably, because my parents were divorced and my dad left and went to live in another city with another woman and had a new family and probably I was seeking attention from him that set me into this um, way of becoming uh, a person who wants to be in the attentive gaze of others just to prove my existence and to prove my worth to him, to my dad and to the world at the same time. So um, I started as a model in, in my, in my, when I was a teenager, around 16, and then I started to do TV commercials, enrolled in acting school, and slowly, slowly I started to book small parts and then more important parts, and eventually I made it in terms of I became a known actress in my country and actually in Italy as well. So I would say I fulfilled my dream and I kept my promise to myself and uh, eventually I I have enough attention now, I can say. <laughs> That's so mm -hmm. cool. And I know it hasn't been an easy road. I think a lot of creatives and a lot of um, performing arts students, you know, I think they are met with this unpredictability and this uncertainty of the industry. Um, I think especially since the pandemic and um, I don't know, I don't know if you want to maybe speak about how it wasn't necessarily such an easy road and like how even after getting a certificate from your acting school, work didn't necessarily come straight away. Yes, especially in Hungary, things are different and things work differently. Hungary, you know, is a post-communist country, so the mentality is a bit uh, narrow, I could say. So, for example, we have drama school as well. Uh, we call it university, but it's quite strict in, in a sense that you can only apply um, before you turn 21. So they don't allow people older than that. And for those four years of enrollment in the drama school, you can't even work as an actor professionally because the, their idea is that you are not yet ready for it. I disagree. <laughs> I've always been thinking out of the box. And since I had to provide my, to myself um, when I was young, there it was not an option for me not to work. Um, so I eventually left to Italy and um, went to an acting school there, uh, got my degree there and uh, and started to attend castings. So it took me about... I would say five years to book my first meaningful part, my first supporting role that meant to me a turning point, a milestone where I could say to my mom and to my friends, you see, I've told you I would become an actress because before that I would just book, you know, day playing parts or, or a simple TV commercials, things like that. Yeah, I so relate. I mean, I'm in my first year since graduating. Those were busy years, I remember, because I really wanted to make sure I do everything and beyond in my power to make it. So I used to look up casting calls, agents, uh, every networking events in town. Um, I was really bombarding people with phone calls and emails back then because um, I really wanted this so bad. So I don't really know how it is today for beginners and um, and I can 
talk about Hungary and Italy, where I had my experience from. But I think an actor still needs to push the first 15 years of their career is really hard because this is when you set yourself and set the industry reputation for yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think maybe let's dive deep into your your coaching and elaborate a bit more on how I suppose some of your biggest lessons and how that has um, led you to want to be able to share that knowledge and be a coach and yeah I know you do a lot of work with conscious choices and man- uh, managing your resources effectively so I don't know you can take the floor wherever it all goes I would love to dive deep into it. For example uh, just today uh, I had a chat with a colleague uh, with another coach who's also coaching actors and he asked he told me he's he's not understanding why he's not getting enough hits on his channel although he thinks his program is really valuable and worth it so i asked him per, for permission if i can um comment because i have some insights so for example i noticed this is just a very practical example i've noticed that in his email signature there were eight different links like one for the website, one for his YouTube channel, another one for Facebook, the fourth one for Twitter, the fifth one for Instagram, the sixth one for, for IMDb, and so on. And I I asked for permission and I, I allowed myself to comment and told him that this is quite, um, it's, it's generating, it's triggering a stress response in me because it makes me think, do I have to click on all the eight links oh my God, to get to know this person, I'm so confused. It's already overwhelming to see eight links. I don't have the time for it. So uh, one thing I'm teaching, for example, is why less is more, because being more concise can be more productive and more effective and can drive traffic to wherever you want to drive traffic to, for example, your IMDb page. Because this way, as he was doing it, all the clicks and the hits got divided into eight different different directions. Instead of just putting one or maximum two links in his email signatures, in his signature, all the clicks and and hits would just be channeled on one page. And and that would maybe even improve his, um, his numbers. And that was his wish. So, um, like, these are subconscious things that people usually don't see because they don't see themselves from an outsider point of view. And my job is to help them think with other people's heads and switch perspectives so they can see themselves from a different point of view and change their perceptions. Yeah. It's quite concrete. I I know, I know. Yeah, it's very practical as well um how much of like I'm just trying to visualize a scenario of going I suppose having a session with you like how how does it look well usually we start with like uh, warming up if it's for the first time I usually ask a lot of questions just to get to know you to connect with you on a personal level as a human being because one thing I don't like in this industry it, that is that it tends to dehumanize us uh, actors and workers in the entertainment. So I really, really would like to get to know you as a person. And, and maybe I, I, I let you go with some homework. And uh, after the second call, we can start doing some specific exercises, um, serving your specific goals. This is quite individual and it differs from person to person what, where people at and where they would like mm-hmm. to be. And then I introduce some um, very, very powerful uh, visual, visualizing exercises that can help um, shortening this path and uh, avoid having to work for years and years and wasting years to be seen and heard because I've learned in so many years of how to do things properly 
So I think it is really helpful to, to have someone on your side who's been there, who's done that, and who knows what works and what doesn't work and helps you discover it on your own, because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to help you to discover how you can do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm hearing a, a very much like holistic, integrative way of like, I suppose, optimizing your performance as an actor, but also optimizing how you run your quote unquote, like your business, because essentially, you, your body, you are a business, you're, you're your own yes. brand. And that's very important. It's so difficult and sometimes confusing because our person is our own brand and it is our own product. And it's sometimes it's just confusing of how many how many things reside in us from the self, the authentic self, the ego, the character, um, you know, the perception of others. And, and, you know, my idea of me, it can be all different. And also every day I'm different. So it, it is quite, um, quite interesting to separate these entities one from another, because it is helpful uh, for um, also, as you said, a holistic point of view and as, as, a, as a completeness of a person things that you are also trying to emphasize in your in your podcast that we are human and as humans we are just not one thing but we have a body but we also have a mind we have our soul and we have energy and we we are responsible to take care of all of that because if we don't take care of ourselves nobody else will and that is also one of the reasons why actors sometimes don't meet their goals because they're unaware of the um, underlying processes of what's going on underneath and and what message they send out to people around them the the, the message that you send out to to someone um I would like to elaborate on that for a moment. I just thought of, you know, going to a casting or going to audition, an audition, and you really, really want the want the role, but also how you portray yourself in that audition room is also, as an impression, like, very important. I don't know the do's and, if there are any do's and don'ts or tips that you can give. Yes, first of all, high stakes. Um, high stakes sometimes don't serve you at all because I can understand that an addition is very important but unfortunately um, it can be counterproductive if you think it's very important because it can make you become nervous or stiff or stressed and and pro produce like uh, counterproductive symptoms uh, anything else just seeming to be uh, a confident and self-secure actor. So I also play this mind game with myself uh, occasionally when I'm in a room with an important director or, or a star, uh, somebody who's very famous. And, uh, and I like to use this mind game of telling myself and talking to myself inside of, you know, they're also just normal people who have their dreams and let's see if we can play a little game together to see if it's a common dream or not a common dream and if it's a good fit then we can work together and and uh, and i trust the process of you know having enough already routine and experience to to deserve and merit that role that I'm up for. Of course, this is uh, maybe more difficult for beginners who don't have enough experience, but, um, but there are some sort of mantras or, or little exercises that we can do before auditions so people don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so important. I think, gosh, <laughs> being a performer and even like then also studying it professionally it is such an intense but rewarding journey and in reflection I mean I'm only one year out but in reflection I think 
I'm just looking back and like I I am someone who's definitely struggled with their nerves and I'm just like sometimes you get performances where you're just in the flow and it's almost like the metaphor is like it feels like I'm ice skating there's a there's a flow I'm comfortable I'm in control and then sometimes yeah like you would be shaking and like especially when you're singing it's like oh then your voice gets a bit shaky as well and that's like you know, I think throughout my years of studying, I was always trying to find the predictability of it and like trying to find like the quote unquote formula for being in that flow, in that flow moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would also emphasize the importance of what one should keep in mind that one audition and one role or one job will not, probably not be enough to to set you as an artist uh, as a renowned artist forever so i always encourage actors and artists to to see the big picture and to put themselves on this mind map and and the road map of where they are where they want to be and what is that exact step now with that audition that they can do and contribute to the overall picture and to the overall objective. I always try to um, to tell them that there is um, a higher purpose behind every audition and uh, we don't know, def- we, we don't necessarily know what, what will happen and why things happen because life happens it's not everything in our control but eventually it will all add up to the higher purpose to your higher purpose and even if you think it's a bad thing at the moment it can turn out to be a good thing later later on so this is also a very reassuring way of thinking that that will not leave you in despair for example if you get a rejection at an audition yeah, I love that also as an analogy for life. Like the ups and downs will be inevitable, but at the end of the day, everything does happen for a reason and for a higher purpose. Um, yeah, and my career was also not linear, linear, linear to, you know, from down to upwards, but uh, it was all ups and downs, little ups and downs, and eventually tending upwards. But I definitely had very difficult times and and very bad moments yeah and I think also you know a lot of the time when someone does have a, a bad performance or a bad audition it's very easy to ruminate and go over that in your head and I think what you've just said really helps get like I suppose put that all into perspective in the greater picture yes yes please do and also in these moments you can ask yourself a question the question why does that hurt so much because we actors unfortunately can't help it but we just take everything so personally but probably we are very uh, much our inner critique is much louder than the audience's critique so if you misplayed a sound for example I probably didn't even hear it, but you could be outraged and angry at yourself and be very hard on yourself. So um, I have also this other uh, method that I use sometimes to think of myself when I was six years old as a little girl and and just use a tone with my voice towards myself in a way that I would talk to to this little girl so in this way I am I'm a bit less harsh and a little bit less hard on myself and it is very important to treat ourselves nicely I think that's so true I often say to people like if you have a problem or if you're feeling down like how would you talk if a little kid or your little child of your own self came to you how would you speak to them how would you deal with them I'd don't think you would berate them and shout at them and want to, yeah, scream at them. Exactly. And sometimes we neglect our needs and ourselves and our most basic needs. And and that's where I also suggest people that would you do the same to your younger self? If you think of, you know, Kelsey, when she was six years old, would you deny her something that she so badly wants and that she's so 
I, I 100%, 99% of the time I get the answer, no, I would not deny her. <laughs> I would give it to her. So um, yes, we are many things in one, but we are all, all one in one body. We still have our inner child in us, in this grown-up body, and we have to honor that because our inner child is sometimes is more wise and is telling us really what uh, what is our true self. Yeah, and I love that so much. And I think, you know, just touching a bit on, I suppose, performers and artists being sensitive souls. It also like hurts me a lot of the time where there's a lot of bitterness within the industry because at the end of the day we're all sensitive souls and we all want the same thing but one of the biggest revelations for me um was realizing that also at the end of the day the panel as you mentioned earlier are just human beings and essentially it's like a business as if you're going to a job interview so that was a huge uh reframe for me mentally going into auditions and that's something that I do have to remind myself at, at the end of the day as well Yes, and normal people, for normal people, it's very hard to understand this lifestyle of living on constant standby and constant uncertainty, because it is, like you said, going on a job interview every second week or every month, every two months, whatever it is, and it is always stressful, and it it, it always triggers us in this, this sentence in our head that, oh my God, if I'm not taken, if I don't book this job, that means I am not good enough. Am I good enough? And this undermines, you know, most actors or performers, musicians, self-confidence after repeated rejections of not getting a job. And and that is quite sad and, and, and unfortunate, but it's so important to learn how not to take these things personally. Yeah, that's so true. And in those moments of, I don't know, I suppose spaces between a job or whatnot, what do you, do you suggest someone having like a side hustle or other things to keep them occupied? Or what? what is your opinion on, the, on that? Um, my take is that for the first 15 years of a career, one really has to focus on it. And um and try anything in their power to to make it happen. Uh, of course, it depends on your circumstances and on your finances. If you have to work, then you have to work. Uh, you have to figure it out. But it it should be something that allows you to to go after your passion, really, because that's what's gonna make you happy at the end of the day, and that's the ultimate goal we all want. So, I would. I would say for the first 15 years, if you can say you've tried everything in your power to make it, then then you can be at ease. And 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 uh, and later on, I mean, it's different because you already set yourself a, an industry reputation, so you can dive into new adventures and new areas of life and maybe have a restaurant or open a startup whatever business you want but i think the first third of your career really you you really have to prove yourself to the industry i think it's like also if you never give it your all and you've never tried you never know suffices and it's a lot of you know it's it it uh, there is a price to pay for it of course but um, but while we are young, we can still do it. That's what I, I just mm. wanted to say. Yeah. And then I think it also goes back to knowing your why and knowing who you are and also constantly reflecting on that. Cause it's also easy to compare ourselves to other friends who have maybe just studied, you know, an occupation of some kind and they've got a nine to five job and all the things. And I think it's, it's good to just keep reminding yourself, no, I'm giving this my all. You know, just I suppose obviously if finances and, and your circumstance depend on things, but yeah, I think just constantly going back to your goals and what you want as an individual is also very important. That's a huge point because you know people around you, even uh, parents or friends, relatives, siblings, they're they're not you. They're different people. They have different lives. They. They grew up with different inputs 
and different uh, dreams. So I would say for the first 15 years of a career, people should not listen to anyone because otherwise it's so easy to get derailed and and lose track. And when people is when people are young, it's um, it's very important to keep going and and no matter what just you know be focused on what you set for yourself and and just filter out all the discouraging voices and all the negative talks around you because they might come from a safe place in terms of your mom is wants to protect you and and they fear for you that you're gonna be disappointed or you're not gonna succeed but you you definitely have to feel inside of you this this drive what what and why you chose to be an actor or singer yeah no 100% and that's such a it's such an important life lesson as well not to be derailed by external voices and external noise and just yeah i don't know my definition of an adult has always been someone who is so confident and grounded in who they are that nothing externally can can shake them in any way Oh, I like that. Usually I go more uh, with uh, self-responsibility. Like I like this word, like we are responsible for ourselves. That makes um, that makes an adult an adult because we uh, we have to do the self-parenting ourselves. Yeah, that's also true. I think <laughs> in this industry in particular, you need to be a resilient human being. Um, and Very I think, much. yeah. And I think going with the, especially because it is it is an unpredictable industry. And I think if anything in that the pandemic has shown us, I think the world is unpredictable right now. And I suppose there are things that we cannot control and there are things that we can control. So I'd love to shift gears into things that we can control as performers. I don't know if you want to just riff on things holistically I'm just thinking of health and sleep and looking after yourself and you know continuing to practice accents and learn monologues or I don't know if there's anything oh (laughs) I have so many toolkits uh that I've developed throughout the years I don't know if I want to give them out all now but um the way I thought of myself always is somehow I kept my private persona and my public persona separate like a little bit of a schizophrenic thought but for an actress I I was always sure that the actress needs eight hours of sleep the actor actress needs to be fit the actress needs to you know go to at the uh, the esthetician uh, once a month and take care of her teeth uh, have a haircut every month so I did many many things that were serving the actress in me and uh, and this was a very effective way of being always ready and prepared for whatever opportunity uh, was r- rising is that I went to a hairdresser or I just booked an appointment for a Wednesday and the day after I was told that there is a casting call for me on Wednesday or Thursday. So the universe was rewarding me for pre- preventing and foreseeing all these possible opportunities that, of course, I didn't know about yet, but it is very important. I don't believe in luck, but I think luck is preparedness and uh, and opportunity met so you always have to be ready and you have to find the ways to pull yourself towards the future with little tricks because sometimes you have to trick our minds and and use use a lot of tools uh even applications or or modern um, softwares that can help you keep yourself organized how how have you how has the industry, I don't know, changed since when you started as a model to where we are now? I feel, I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily alive more than 26 years ago, but I know that there's been a huge movement in terms of what what type of person is being cast in, in I don't know, photo shoots, films, TV series. I feel like there's definitely a trend to being more real. 
Yeah, well, that's one point. I would say I would start with uh, there were not so many productions 20 years ago as there are today. Today, uh, streaming platforms uh, like flock us with hundreds and thousands of movies. I think there there's there are too many movies out there. We can't even keep up with them. And all the ch TV channels, like every country has like 200 TV channels, plus the streaming platforms, plus the feature films. So it wasn't this way like 20 years ago. I think um, the film industry was more digestible and, uh, and it was more human. Like people would connect on a human level more. They would know each other better and... Um, and also have a chance to build relationships properly. Today, of course, even after COVID, it's, it's very digital and it's very fast. Everything is so business oriented that I lack a little bit of humanity in all these processes, to be honest. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Castings, you know, back then in the good old days, we had to go in person. But today, every actor has this self self tape equipment and studio yeah. and microphone and lighting and set set up and editing knowledge and and all other skills that are needed to do a self tape, which is very modern and. Let's be honest, it's not our favorite activity. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, self-taping is, <laughs> it can be <laughs> long and laborious and all the things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would love to know, like, what have, along the way, what have been some of your biggest, like, revelations, just even in your own personal life? Um, about acting? Anything that's really molded you and, yeah, your biggest takeaways of, I don't know, big life lessons or Okay, um, this, I'm not sure this has to do with acting, but what pops to my mind now is that I realized that whatever used to tell others, I should have told myself. Like, for example, when I told my ex-boyfriend, you have to grow up, you act like a child, you're not ready uh, you're not prepared and you're not mature for taking the next step for, you know, a serious relationship. A little bit later, I realized I was the one who was not ready and I was the one who was immature and acting immature. So and and other occasions as well, I realized that we sometimes project ourselves onto other people and blame others. Uh, instead of just looking into the mirror and take responsibility for what we really feel honestly, deep down and open-heartedly and admitting if something is out of control or or if we are not ready for something. Yeah, it's very important to be introspective and to have an, a self-reflective practice, but also internalize it. Yes, be becoming aware of it. This is what I would also like to teach, like making the subconscious conscious, because sometimes we we are not aware what holds us back and what's in our way. And this thing, for example, was in in my way because I was not aware of my my subconscious programming and my subconscious uh, way of thinking and and mindset you know and by becoming aware of it I had a chance to shift it and make a change mm. yeah it's very empowering what have some of your hardest moments been <laughs> um without going into many details here but you know after nearly 45 movie credits as an actress who has worked and lived in many cultures, I've had some trouble with men on set in terms of harassment twice, actually, in the past 20 X years. So this is another topic for actors, like the boundaries of an actor, how thin it, it is a boundary. If you're on set in a, in a foreign country, 
maybe even far from home. You're under contract. You're, you don't have your friends around. You don't have your family around. It is another time zone as well. Uh, and you lack support in difficult times and there is no escape. You can't go anywhere and you just have to keep up with someone's behaving inappropriately with you. And even if you tell the production, of course, even sometimes the production tries things, but they can't really do too much. Uh, you know, they can't really interfere. Um, so I had some experiences with that of how to keep and develop strong boundaries for myself and how to learn to say no to things. Yeah, it's, unfortunately, I've heard also some horrific stories um, out there. Yeah, I think there is definitely the more that people do speak out about it, I think the more that hopefully things are sort of somewhat changing. Um, I know that there's been... Yeah. I think they are. I really uh, experienced that things started to change after the Me Too movement. And I've also seen some of the, the some of the people that I was involved with uh, in one of these cases to go under um, procedure like a prosecution. Yeah, I know in in our second or third year, I can't remember which one, we had an intimacy coach come and speak to us. And I think that's so important i don't know if you've been on i don't know if you've experienced being on set with an intimacy coach not yet okay yeah i think that's also slowly starting to be mm -hmm. implemented on set which i think as it's it's just so important so important um who have some of your biggest influences been hmm. i mean um there are my some favorite movies, movies that I like to watch. And um, uh, well, Diane Lane, for example, an, is an actress who I admire a lot because even though she's amazingly beautiful, in my opinion, she has also the reputation of um, of a, a real strong and talented actress. This is one of my themes that I used to struggle with a lot. That you know. As an ex-model, the first jobs that I used to get were very much based on my looks and my exterior, and uh, that set me for certain parts. And after a while, of course, I was aspiring for more meaningful parts and important parts. So I, um, I idealized some of these actresses who used to be very attractive but kept becoming more and more appreciated over time mm, that's really powerful I don't know like I don't know if you want to speak to any people out there who because like especially with adverts it is very much aesthetic driven and look driven um I don't know if you want to speak to anyone I mean I as you know like a huge reason why I've started this podcast is just to share my journey of my eating disorder and to be able to just, I don't know, normalize things and just speak out about it and just raise awareness and all the things. I don't know if you have any, because I mean, you were also a model and that's also a very much aesthetic driven industry. Um, if you have any words to say to females, males, anyone feeling very much insecure in their bodies or struggling in any way? Yes, because you never know when it is an advantage or when it is a disadvantage to look beautiful. So I think people have a lot of prejudices just based on someone's look or looks. And this is something that should be, should change because it's not healthy to judge people by their looks. And, um, and also uh, the, the media that is, sending uh, out images to the world that, and we are bombarded with images and overload by images of, you know, amazingly beautiful and good looking people are in the movies and in, in the advertisement as well. I think it's, it's not healthy, but I've seen many models and, and beautiful people suffering also from the prejudices of 
of others because they were beautiful and attractive. So it's not a good thing in either one way or the other or on one side or the other. So um, it would be nice that if people would just um, connect uh, on a personal and on mm-hmm. a human level to each other and not base their opinions on looks only. Human connection is everything. And I think also when you get to meet with someone, I mean, I'm just thinking of self-taping, but like in person, there's like an energy that you can pick up in someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, three-dimensional. It's not, there is nothing that can replace that when you, when you meet people or see people in person. Uh, there can be FaceTime, Zoom or Skype, whatever technology is allowing us, but it is not the same. It's just not the same. It's really not the same. I just, whenever I have the opportunity for an in-person audition or casting, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very rare today. So rare, so rare. Yeah. Um, some of the images that we see, firstly, can have been photoshopped, and I'm just speaking to people who have been affected by, I suppose, what they feel need they need to look like. Um, and actually, maybe what we see is not necessarily healthy like behind closed doors I've had a problem with that as well because I'm now 43 and I was so used to see myself uh you know fully made up and perfectly made up for photo shoots and red carpets and covers of magazines that it there was a year or two when I was starting to see the signs of aging on my face and I really didn't like to accept it I couldn't accept it and I couldn't uh, like myself I when I was when I looked into the mirror I've seen a person who was not that attractive and who was not that beautiful and not that uh, whatever people were thinking about me or saying about me so um, I was also insecure in the in those years and later on as you can see because now we see each other on Skype I, I'm not wearing makeup. So I'm I'm completely confident now again in my own skin because I know my worth. I know who I am. And it's it feels very free and mm-hmm. safe to be myself without any makeup or blush or mascara or lip gloss on my face. I I I would say this is also maybe um a maturing process but I'm so happy I'm over it and I can truly make myself independent from all these trends all the fashion uh, dictated terms that come out like every season of what you should wear uh, what you should buy and how you should look so it's just um, it's just an industry that is you know so consumption based so I don't let them to to speak to me at all Mm, that's so empowering and um, you do not look your age oh my goodness (laughs) 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 if if everyone could see you (laughs) um before I ask you your final question I don't know if you want to share where people can find you and if they want to work with you yeah um I started coaching this year in 2022 and I have this new website, andreaosvart.coach, where you can find free resources as well. I publish blog posts about the acting industry, my um, dilemmas about a performer's psychology. And also I have a free ebook that you can download uh, that contains my main principles that let me, that let me far. Uh, during these 25 years in the global film industry. And I offer a complimentary uh, coaching session to everyone. You can book uh, an appointment in my calendar online and it's completely free and it's one-on-one. Uh, you're going to be talking to me and, um, and you know, um, after we've talked, we see if we are a good fit for each other or if it makes sense to work together and then we can take it from there. So there is nothing to lose. Amazing. Absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. I love that. Thank you. Um, before I ask you a final question, do you have anything else, any that you would like to share or speak about? 
No, I'm looking forward um, to have some of your listeners reaching out, hopefully, and get to know them better. Definitely, 100%. Um, so, I don't know about you, but I am someone who loves my morning routine. And I think as anyone, I, I don't know, I often liken actors and performers to biohackers in some way, one way or another, as we sort of alluded to with, you know, taking care of ourselves and our health and sleep and nourishment, because we need to perform optimally when we're on set or whatever it is, or be, be prepared. So I don't know if you have a morning routine or if there's anything that you have in your day that is, I don't know, a non-negotiable for you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, non-negotiable for me is the minimum eight hours sleep. I, I can't go without that. And of course, I have my coffee routine in the morning. I usually have two um, with uh, oat milk. So there's nothing in particular that I, I, I do because I like to be, I like the freedom of choices all the time. So for me, every day is different. And Whenever I feel like I just go for a walk in the morning, I like to do that. But when I feel inspired, I might just sit in front of my computer and write a new article. Oh, that's wonderful. My sleep is very important to me too. <laughs> it yeah. is very important to everyone because a lot of minerals and enzymes and a lot of procedures and processes uh, happen uh, while we sleep. Exactly. The brain literally shrinks in size and detoxes everything. And yeah, mm. sleep is very important. Yeah. Well, thank you. It has been an honor to speak with you and to pick your brain and to hear your story and all about your coaching. It's absolutely wonderful that you are able to be a coach and give back. I think people, it's so needed in this industry. And just to have such a radiant source of hope and support is just so needed in this, in this industry. Absolutely. So thank you. This is what I felt as well, that I would need this. So uh, why shouldn't I become the one who helps others? And it have helped already uh, a few actors. So hopefully it can help you as well. Yeah, amazing. It's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did recording it. How incredible is Andrea? I am so grateful for the work she has done and is doing within the industry. Even if you are not necessarily an actor, there were so many nuggets of wisdom that Andrea shared that serve as lifelong lessons that we could all be reminded of. Let us know some of your top takeaways. Tag us on Instagram, send us a message, all the things. We would love your feedback. Also, if you know of anyone who would be interested in this episode, share, share, share. Sharing is caring and it really, really helps grow the show. Don't forget about your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product when you enter KELSEY, K-E-L-S-E-Y, all in capitals, as the discount code at checkout. A link will be in the show notes. And until next time, stay safe, stay real. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Human Theatre. I hope you learned something new. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and give a rating or a review on whatever app you are listening to this podcast on. I would love to hear your feedback, so please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or via email. All the links are in the show notes. Remember, you are your most important person in this world. Keep shining your unique light. Until next time, 